Good morning. Wow, you're beautiful. Thanks for showing up this morning. How many glad you're in the house of the Lord? May I see your hands? How many of you know this is a place of miracles? This is a day of miracles. And it's a day of God's... Oh, let me recommend to you, if you haven't already done it, go to Facebook. Get your cell phones out. Get your cell phones out. Y'all have one of those, don't you? Y'all know what cell phones are in Orlando, don't you? Go to your Facebook account and right now go or go to Faith Assembly and then go live and punch the button and share it. How many know everybody needs to know what's going on in this house this morning? The power of God and what God is doing. Um, I always love coming here. You know, in my life, it's a very strange thing, the places I get to go, because I went to Russia. In 1992, Pastor Carl went with us to Russia, to Sevsk. It was a little town, just a little small town, not much there. I don't even think there were 5,000 people. We had a little auditorium of about 300 people. And out of that 300, about 600 would show up and outside about another 1,000 and we couldn't count the numbers in the streets. As we watched the power of God move and while we were leaving town, Faith Assembly gave $3,000 to help put a roof on that building. As a matter of fact, the person who received the offering of the bus was Carl Stevens. He stood up and said, they need $12,000 to put a roof on, and Faith will give the first $3,000. How many of you have a crazy pastor? One who believes in the power of missions. And since that day, he said, uh, can you come to Orlando and give an altar call? And I said, I don't know, but I'd like to try. And from that now, the numbers of years that we've had the privilege of being on your platform. But I want you to understand what you have been a part of. Ever since 1992, I want you to see the numbers. In Russia, in the church in 1992, there were 61 churches for over 169 million people. Now, to put that in perspective, if you put a dot right here on this church and go 10 miles in every direction, there are more than 61 churches. That's 11 time zones and less than six churches per time zone. That's where we started. That's where the door opened. Who would have ever thought that God could use the falling of a wall and literally the shattering of the darkness and the prayers and the blood of saints to change a nation? Bring up the next picture, please. When I met with the bishops a few years ago, the first several years, I've now been going to Russia 28 years. I've been there 130 times. Now, when I met with the bishops about 10 years ago, I said to them, for all these first 18 years, I've done what I wanted to do and you served me. Now I want you to share with me your goals. That as I enter this stage of life and this season, that it's not about what I want or what I need, but how can I serve you, the brethren of the Russian church? What they gave me, number one, was celebration outreaches, which is the foundation for church planting. We've planted churches in Moscow and St. Petersburg and Siftivkar and Chelyabinsk and Gomel and Magnitogorsk. By the way, if you look up three of those towns, they are three of the 10 most polluted cities on planet Earth. Gomel is next to Chernobyl. 
Chelyabinsk has had three nuclear disasters, the most contaminated city in the world, the number one place for tuberculosis and cancer, and we've planted three churches there because of what this church has done. Magnetogorsk, the steel mill, if you live in Magnetogorsk, over a, over a ton of dust will fall on you every year. And there is a church there on fire for God. And oh, by the way, in Chelyabinsk, there's a brand new Holiday Inn. God built it for me. Now, that's a part of what we've been doing. Then leadership development. See, to me, the most important gift outside of Jesus you can give to anyone is a pastor. How many know a good pastor will help your marriage succeed? A good pastor will help you succeed in business. A good pastor will make sure your children get raised up and blessed and know the power of God's Word. Don't you believe every church in the world deserves a gift like Carl and Alice Stevens? The greatest gift that God gave for the church. And then lastly is the strange one. They asked me in this 10 years ago to help develop a young adult conference. I said to them, you know, in May I'm going to be 70. I'm almost old enough to run for president of the United States. <laughs> oh, forgive me, that's funny. <laughs> and I said to them, why would you want me to be a part of a young adult conference? Number one, and this is the same almost everywhere in the world, the number one age group that we lose in the church is between the ages of 18 and 30. Most churches ignore that age. It's so uncomfortable because of the problems that they're facing in this hour. And so what I did, I began 10 years ago, we started with a pastor's conference, and the pastor's conference is, bring up the next picture, please. That's two years ago. That's the pastor's conference in Izhevsku Mortia. I love that picture. Now, you got to get it. That's a church building in Izhevsku Mortia. How many of you know where Izhevsku Mortia is? I saw a hand. That may be the first hand I've ever seen. Izhevsku Mortia is the most deadly city in the world. It's the home of the Kalishnikov, the AK-47. More people have died from that city than all the bombs. And yet in the middle of that city, God has raised up that church. It's on Main Street, and they paid cash. Everybody say cash. How many of you like cash? I love cash. Come on, say it again. It's such a good word. Everybody shout cash. Nothing is impossible with God. Matter of fact, I can't even go into it. For over two years, the government wouldn't let it open. And we spoke to a few people in the government here, and all of a sudden, a miracle happened, and they opened it up. How many know even America loves church? All four of you. How many know America loves church? Bring up the next picture, please. This is this past summer in May. This is just before Password. That's the name of the Young Adult Conference. What you just saw, we started with a few hundred 10 years ago, and now in just a few days, there'll be over 2,500 pastors and their wives. This is a very unique picture because these are all young men and young women who have committed in their lives to plant between three, five, and 10 churches apiece. Now, when you look across that room, I've grown up with almost all those kids. Anna, right there on the front row, she accepted Christ when she was seven 
in one of our meetings. Her father has planted seven churches and is the lead pastor in St. Petersburg. Behind her is George. He's one of my interpreters. He just graduated from Oral Roberts University and went back home when he could have stayed here. Over there on the left, Elijah. I love him. Over here on the right, David. David just graduated two years ago from Oral Roberts University as the vice president of the student body and turned down a scholarship to Oxford to go back home to start churches. These are kids I grew up with. They believe what God is doing. And a lot of what they've done, they could have never done without this church. May I say thank you to you to understand that what you're doing is making a difference, an extraordinary difference. Bring up the next picture, please. This is during Password. People getting baptized. The guy on the right is the head of the youth for the entire nation of Russia. Hundreds being baptized in water. Bring up the next picture, please. That's obviously me with now the wrinkles. And Lord, I want my hair back, please. That's Ksenia. She's Bishop Edwards' main assistant. Brilliant lady. Has her master's in English. Intelligent. Next picture. That's the Young Adult Conference. We started with a few hundred. This year, over 3,000. Young men and young women coming from all across the nation. Bring up the next picture. That's the altar call. Over 900 received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and repented of their sins. Heaven shouts. Also bring up the next picture. That, that's where we're passing out food in Crimea to the elderly. I, the reason I took that man's picture was I was too late when they were passing out baskets of food. I didn't expect him, but he fell and kissed the feet of the man. When you make $180, $200 a month on Social Security, uh, that, that food, bring up the next picture. I love this picture. You know what will shock you is I'm older than most of the people in that picture. It's a hard life. But baskets of food, the big Bibles, everyone got. This church helped pay for those sacks of food. Bring up the next picture, please. Today, there are 3,400 registered churches in Russia, 1,100 unregistered churches, two to 300 new churches every year. Our goal is that by we have 10,000 churches by 2025. The only problem with that number is this. We'll still have 100,000 villages, cities, and towns that have no church. I want to show you what it looks like to hang out with Russians when they worship. You know, those quiet, dead Russians that are just kind of... Can, can you bring up and show them what it's like to hang out with those Somebody give a clap offering for what God is doing. Come on, shout a little while you're doing it. Hallelujah! 
In just a moment, pastor is going to come and give you an opportunity to plant a seed in Michael French Ministries. As you do, I'd like to remind you and ask you for your help. The National Pastors Conference will be the 1st of May. It's May 1st every year. There'll probably be around 2,500 pastors and their wives. Many of them will pay their own way because they can. But it's not about them. It's about those who are in very dark, difficult places that literally stand every day seemingly all alone in places that many of us would never consider to live like Chelyabinsk. But what we try and do is help each of them with 50 or or $100 according to the need for they and their wives for transportation. Would you pray and consider to help me with one or two or 10? It, God is doing something that is extraordinary. Yes, I, I know the needs that are in front of us. Matter of fact, the other day we sat down and if you're here today and you could do it, would you please? I, I think over the next three years, I just need about $4 million. Everybody say cash. Oh, it's such a good word. And if you have that ability to help with that, please do it. But many of you can give five or 10 or 20 or 50 or 100. Some of you can do far more than you ever thought possible. But would you pray in a moment and ask the Holy Spirit what he would have you do? And then if everyone in this room would do something, God will take the bread and break it and make it a miracle. I deeply appreciate it. Pastor, I want to say again to you, thank you. It's a privilege to be at faith. And especially today, how many know this is really faith today? Wow. I, I hope you've gone online and already shared it. I, I, oh, a few minutes ago, when Brother Jonathan was up here, I was watching live on my phone. The more he shouted, the number of viewers kept growing. John, when he goes up here, whoo. And when the pastor started speaking, even more were watching. Pastor, please come. Brother Johnny. Oh, come on, give Brother Johnny a hand. Amen. You know, this really is a miracle what's going on in uh, Russia. And we are really privileged to get to be a part of this. And so I, I do want us just to pray. And as we do often, we just want God to speak to us about what our involvement might be. So across all of our campuses, let's just go to the Lord right now and let's see what God would have us to do uh, with this opportunity, this great opportunity. Lord, you are great. You are strong. You are mighty, and we thank you for moving all over this world. And God, as we are here in the state of Florida, God, we set our hearts right now on Russia, and we pray, God, that you would speak to us about our part, that you would speak to us about what we could do to make an impact. And we thank you for uh, the way you're using Michael French and the way you're using uh, his team and, and these uh, different meetings and conferences, and we just thank you, God, for reaching souls. I pray you'd speak to us about our part right now, God. And we thank you for this opportunity to give. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Everyone, would you please stand with me? This morning, I'm going to speak on for the next few moments. This is how I fight my battles. How many of you know we are in a battle? 
I believe we're in a battle spiritually like the world has not known in many decades. I believe this is a very silent, quiet battle that I thank God for a president who is willing to cry out that we must pray now. How many say amen? Now, do you know the power of your words change the atmosphere? You have through the power of words, just like Jesus, when he said, light be. With your words, anywhere you go, if you will open your mouth and begin to bless, everything changes. For words not only change your present atmosphere, they release the prophetic in your future. Now, I want to ask you to join me in a moment to literally fill this place with praise and help me to command as this entire church, all of the hundreds of people watching online, I want you and I together to move in agreement and command and curse this virus to stop. It's time the church arise, let God arise, and his enemies be scattered. I'm gonna ask you to lift your hands. If you need a miracle, you need to get loud. If, how many of you need a miracle from God? May I see your hands? How many of you need God to show up and show off? Let me see your hands. I want you to lift your hands. Come on. Begin to shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Come on. We are people of triumph. We are not here to lose. We are here to win. This is a day of victory. This is a place of miracles. Open your mouth and change the atmosphere. Let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in thee, Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Magnify the Lord with me. 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 Magnify him. Come on, lift your voice. Lift your voice. Magnify the Lord. Shout unto God. He is worthy of our praises. This is a day of miracles. This is a day of power. This is a day of freedom of the Holy Ghost. Lord, we come against the spirits of fear. We release faith into the atmosphere. Lord, we ask you now, shatter this virus. Shatter coronavirus. Stop it today. Let everything begin to go down. Lord, not just in America, in Italy and France and China, all over this planet, in Japan, by your power and by your grace, in Korea, North and South Korea. Lord, we even pray and ask it will stop in Iran right now. Lord, shatter it. Show them the grace and the mercy of God in the name of Jesus. We cry out for our nation in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Put your hands together. Come on. Is that the best you got? Yeah, come on. Come on, shout unto God. There's victory in the camp. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Open your Bibles to the book of Matthew. Matthew 6, verses 5 and 6. Today we're looking at the power of of the kingdom, praying in the closet, praying in the spirit. 
Jesus is teaching the foundational principles of the kingdom of God. He doesn't start in the book of Matthew with the power of your actions. He doesn't start with the be actions, but with the beatitudes. Now in all of these things, when you study all that God is talking, crowds are coming because he's unlocking the power of the kingdom of God. He's unlocking the principles of the kingdom of God. But then in the middle, he puts two verses that almost can be overlooked from the profoundness of what's being said. Things like, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. The power of each one of the Beatitudes. But how many of you realize power is usually in small places? The power for your home. It's not in the living room, it's in a closet. In this great city of Orlando, yes, there are places that have great power, but they're small in relationship to the city. All of the power of Orlando and the surrounding areas can be found on just a few hundred acres. But yet Jesus begins to say, hold it. I want you to understand how to fight your battles. How many of you want to know how to win the battle? May I see your hands? Now, I, I'm going to ask you when you sit down in a moment to open your smartphone and take notes. I'm going to give one word that's going to trigger your knowledge for the future of what is in. Matthew 6, verses 5 and 6. Now, when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues or in the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, pray to your Father who is unseen. And when your Father who sees what has been done in secret will reward you. How many know it's time the power of God comes to America? Lord, give us wisdom. Amen. You may be seated. How many of you have the version or the Bible app? May I see your hands? Everybody who's got a Bible app. I want you today to go there and go to reading plans and look up my name, Michael, M-I-K-E-L, French. We have two reading plans, and let me explain to you what happened. A few months ago, we received an email from them. Someone there had read our book, Created to Believe. And they sent me an email and asked if I would sign a contract if they gave me my own platform to use to write for them. Now, what's kind of strange about that is, if you know anything about it, they have a lot of very famous people, not usually missionaries from Russia. But out of it, we've already had about 20,000 people go through our reading plans, and I'd love for you to check it out, especially the one beyond exhaustion is his rest and created to believe parts of this book, not the entire book is there. Go buy and pick up a copy of it. It's $12, or also there is a book out there by Dr. Gary Brothers, Dare to Dream Big, an extraordinary book. He just sent me a copy of it, and I asked if I could carry it. You want to, and if there's time at the end of the altars, I'll come out and sign books and and, and turn to somebody and give them a fist pump and say, that's my new love language. Come on, turn to somebody and say, give them a fist pump. Now, I want you to write down words. The first word I want you to write down today is the word intelligence. Everyone say intelligence. The second word is communication. And the third word is power. 
Every general understands these three words when you go to battle. Intelligence, communication, and power. I haven't had time to say it in the first services, but when you study the nine gifts of the Spirit, the first three are intelligence, the second three are communication, and the third three are power. If you're going to go into battle, first of all, you have to have intelligence enough to understand what's going on. Not only what you have in people and in sources, but also what the enemy is going to do. Secondly is, you can have intelligence, but to establish the power of agreement, you have to be able to communicate it. For when you understand the power of agreement, that's when you begin to establish the power to accomplish great things. I could not do what I do if it weren't for the Church of America. The Church of America is a generous church. And when you share with them what the battle is, what we're doing, I am always amazed. I never take it for granted. Why? Because when people come in and help and stand with you. But the last thing is, you can be smart, you can establish communication, but you gotta have power to back it up. The power of the Holy Spirit in the believer. When you understand we have the mind of God, we have the power to communicate in prayer, and out of that, God releases power through us and to that which is going on around us. Now, I want to give you the three things that I start with every day in the battle of my life. There are three keys that are a part of those three things that I just shared. Everyone say intelligence, communication, and power. This is how we are called by God to fight the battles through the Holy Spirit. Now, when you consider every morning when I get out of bed, I woke up this morning about 4 a.m. At 4 a.m. when I woke up, the first thing that came out of my mouth, I bless you. It's going to be an awesome day. Everyone write down the word bless. Then write down the word surprise. And then write down the word help. Every day I start my day with those three words. I literally get out of bed, and sometimes while I'm in bed, I start out with the intelligence. I've learned that blessing God releases the intelligence of God. That when I bless God, he unlocks the power of his mind that let this same mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. When you open your mouth and you begin to bless God, you realize the reason you bless him is because he first blessed you. I don't bless to be blessed. I bless because I am blessed. Somebody shout amen. When I get out of bed in the morning, I'm not saying God bless me. I'm saying, God, I bless you. I love you. I adore you. How many in this room know you are blessed of God? You are highly favored. You are protected by the power of God. The second thing, though, is I like surprises. How many of you like surprises? Oh, wow. Mm. I, I love it when people do things that I go, whoa, really? And I ask God to do that. Matter of fact, I believe in new miracles every day. It's not unusual for me to walk over and pick up the phone and say, surprise me, hello. Because I'm expecting God. I can't do what I do. I'm over my head. I know I shouldn't admit that. I should act like some kind of hero when I'm not. Grew up in a little town of less than 900 people. My father pastored a church of 90 how in the world does God call somebody from Garber, Oklahoma to go to Russia? And on top of that, 
Now the Russian church says, we may have spoken to as many as 24 million people by television and outreaches and all. Now, forgive me if that's bragging. It's over my head. I need him to show up and surprise. How many of you need him to show up and surprise? How many of your banker will be surprised if he shows up? Wow. Do you know what? My credit card companies are in such desperation. They need to hear from me every month. Surprise me. But then that one word. I've gotten where I'm so used to this word. I run out of words. It's over my head. Sometimes I forget. Every day I start with this. After I bless, after I surprise, I go, Help! Everyone shout, Help! Help! Let me say it. My help cometh from the Lord. (laughs) Now, when you understand these areas, everyone say intelligence, communication, power, bless, surprise, help. These are all principles of the kingdom of God. And they're based on three extraordinary things from the word of God. Can someone help me remove the pulpit, please? These three chairs are going to help us today in understanding what I'm talking about. These three chairs are going to represent, thank you, John. There are three commandments of the New Testament. The first one is, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. That will be represented by the first chair, and write down the word integrity. The second chair represents the second command, that you love your neighbor as yourself. It is not only likened, but equal unto the first. Matter of fact, if you do not love your neighbor as yourself, probably something is wrong in your number one. All churches' generosity to the world should take precedent over even themselves. And the third is humility. A new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you. Everyone say integrity, generosity, humility. Now this is what I compare them to. I compare this to the living room. The living room of life is love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. I compare this chair to the kitchen. Love your neighbor as yourself. The reason I compare it to the kitchen is because you share in the kitchen. Kitchen is a place where you eat together. I I need to warn you, if you ever eat with me and I like what's on your plate, I'll eat what's on your plate too. I like sharing. I I love it when I've left a meal and I've eaten a little bit of everybody's at the table. And then I make a decision, you won today, you got the best. And I like it when they tell me I picked the best too. The third one's the bedroom, the place of intimacy, where you've got each other's back, humility. Intimacy is all about humility. It's about being vulnerable. I try and not be vulnerable before the world, but I am before the body. You know, There is something I've been praying for over the last couple of years that people would say, you know, that guy is authentic. 
You know, it's so easy to get up here and try and perform and make you happy and love me. I, I, I like being loved. But when you're vulnerable, open, honest, humility. I think the world wants to see the church in humility. I think the world has seen us tell them off enough. I think it's time that they see Jesus in us. Someone who will die for them. Someone who will give their lives for them. Everyone say integrity, generosity, humility. But power is not produced in those three rooms. It's produced in this room. The closet. The closet is the place of secrets. The closet is where we hide things. The closet is where the real you lives. Not the living room, not the kitchen, not the bedroom. You know what, if you come to our house, I'll, right now I'm sure the living room's spotless. I'm sure the kitchen is clean. I'm sure the bedroom's in order, but I will not be showing you my closet. My shoes are not in order. My clothes are not in order. Oh, and when I go through the house, my wife says, I'm a terror. If I'm in the middle of changing, running in and out, you can look behind me and there will just literally be a line to the closet. And when my wife says, pick it up, I grab it all, open up the closet door, throw it in. Oh, I should not be telling this. <laughs> Do you know what Jesus said? This is the place in the kingdom that produces the power. And it's the number one room we have forgotten in the church. Is the church in America a praying church? The President of the United States today has asked us to be a praying church, to be a praising nation, a praying nation. If ever there was an hour, we need to be praying. If you study history, Abraham Lincoln did not call for a day of prayer. He had a very unusual name for it. He called it a day of humiliation. He said, the day of prayer is that where we humiliate ourselves before God. We humble ourselves before God. See, what do you do when you fight a battle? What do you do when you're 30 miles from Chernobyl? No churches. And they call you on the phone and tell you your wife and son have nearly been killed in a car accident. That your wife will never stand upright again. What do you do when three years ago the doctor calls my son on his way out the door to coach his son's Little League baseball game? They tell him he has mental cell lymphoma. And the next week when he goes to Mayo and they do the examination, they inform him he has cancer in his chin behind his ears, his spleen, his groin, his bones, his blood. At 39 years of age. How do you fight your battles? Is it getting up in front of a crowd and preaching? 
Is that where the power comes from? Is it maybe giving $10,000 somewhere you've never known before? Both of those things are important. But the Bible says, according to Jesus, when these times come, you go in your room, in the closet, where no one sees you. You humble yourself before him. You are my God. I put my trust in you. Today, God, America needs to hear from you. The world needs to hear from you. We need your voice. We need your hope. We need your help. By the way, before I pray anymore, my son has no cancer in his body. From the top of his head to the bottom of his feet, he is healed by the power and the grace of God. And my wife does stand upright. Thank you. Thank you that you hear us when we pray. Thank you that you open your hearts to us. We bless you. We bless you. Oh, Lord, right now in this service, help me find people who know how to bless you, who are not afraid to bless you, who are not ashamed to bless you. Lord, in this service this morning, surprise us with your presence. Heal people that are sick in body all over this place right now. Let your grace begin to set people free from one end of this place to the other. Lord, heal hearts, heal heads, heal backs, heal feet. Lord, we break the lie of cancer in this room. We break the lie that would stop the city of Orlando. God, this is your hour. This is your time. Lord, this city that you are calling to bring revival and birth revival to this city and to this state and this nation. Dear God, help me right now find people who know how to pray in this room, who know how to lift their voice, that are not ashamed to cry out on the name of the Lord. Let God arise and his enemies be scattered. Let let the faith of God rise. Let the glory of God rise. Let the love of God rise. Let God arise. Let God arise. Let God arise. Stand, Alpha and Omega. You haven't abdicated the throne. You are alive forevermore. You hold the keys of death, hell, and the grave. Nothing is impossible to those who believe. All things are possible to those who believe. God, we're crying out to you today, to those who are watching in the other campuses. Dear God, God, we cry out to you right now. Hear our cry. We shut ourselves in this room. Let the voice of your people groan and travail. Let the power of the Holy Ghost come upon us. Set the captive free. Break the bondages of sin. Bring children home to God. Save husbands. Save wives. Set people free. Somebody in this room pray. Somebody cry out. Somebody say, God, we need you today. We need you in this nation now by the power and the grace of God.
Lord, we cry out unto you. Somebody pray. Somebody cry. Somebody lift a hand. Somebody stand up. Somebody shout to God. Somebody help me in this place. Cry out for America. Cry out for Iran. Cry out for Turkey. Cry out for France. Cry out for Japan. In the name of Jesus, we need you today, God. We need your power. We need your grace. We need your freedom in the Holy Ghost. Please be seated so I can get done. I don't want to do anything else but pray. For those of you who had a chance to see what happened in this room last night, when I gave the invitation to get right with God, I don't know, 30, 40, maybe 50 people came forward. 19 of them were saved. In the Saturday night service last night, 19 surrendered their lives to Christ. In the first service this morning, I probably nearly 200 people across this place. And I don't know, 35, 40 people gave their lives to Christ and surrendered. Could you imagine leaving this room today not right with God? In just a moment, I'm going to ask how many of you will be honest with me. Are your thoughts right with God? Are your attitudes right with God? Are your words right with God? Are your decisions right with God? Are your actions right with God? I'm not asking you to join the church. I'm not asking you to shake my hand. I'm asking you in a few moments when I count to three to lift your hand and say, Michael, I got stuff in my life that's not right with God. See, when you're dealing with the intelligence of God, it begins with your thoughts. It's amazing how many people, well, I'm not sleeping around, I'm not getting drunk, but your thoughts are messed up. And God, the Holy Spirit, is speaking to you today to be honest with him. See, he knows your closet. He knows your heart. He knows the reality of who you are. In a moment, with no heads bowed, no eyes closed, everyone looking around, I'm going to count to three. And I'm going to ask you to lift your hand and say, Michael, pray with me. I got stuff going on in my life today that's not right with God. I want to pray for you. I want to minister to you. But you may be thinking, well, what will people think if I lift my hand? It's an honest question. Let me ask you a question. What will God think if you don't lift your hand? Would you walk out the door and say, God, I'll take care of this myself? You say, oh, when I get to the car, I'll pray. So when you're alone and the devil's there, and people are not there and not praying for you, you're stronger. Right now we have open altars, open aisles, open arms, open hearts. And in a moment I'm going to count to three and I'm going to ask how many people in this room, from the back to the front, will lift a hand and say, Michael, pray for me. I have things going on in my life that are not right with God. I want to pray for you. I want to minister to you. But you have to have courage, integrity enough to admit the need. When I count to three, everyone in this room who needs prayer, I want you to lift your hand and be honest with me. Say, Michael, pray for me. I have things going on in my life today that are not right with God. Every person in this room that wants prayer, I want you to lift your hand right now. One, two, three. 
Every hand that's lifted, stand to your feet. If you didn't lift your hand, and you should have, stand up. Kid about it in the last service. Don't make Brother Johnny have to go in the parking lot after you. Father, in the name of Jesus, there's another 10 people, if not more, who need to be on their feet. Don't leave them in their seat. In the name of Jesus, get up wherever you are. You got things in your life that aren't right with God. I know there are over 100 people standing, if not far more. Yes, there's another. Get up. Don't stay in that seat. Thank you. In the name of Jesus, there's another. Get up. God's power and God's grace is happening all across this room. Yes, thank you. This isn't about being a member. This isn't about being saved or lost. This is about dealing with stuff inside of you that's not right. Get up. In the name of Jesus. Every person that's standing, I want you to leave your seat and come in the, st- and in the front. If you don't want to come and stand in the front, that's fine. Just remain standing where you are. But I'm going to ask everyone who can to come forward right now, please, in the name of Jesus. All the other campuses right now, I know many of you are standing. And I'm asking you to go to the front also. Don't be afraid to stand. You've lifted your hands. Dozens and dozens of people all across the city. Right now, hundreds are responding here. Keep coming. Keep coming. You don't have to come forward, I understand. your hand on your heart please I want to thank you for responding today I hope at the end of the service you'll come by and say hi to me at the table we we won't hug today we'll just do fist pumps but I'm so honored Pastor Carl thank you but please hear me today whatever you're going through God loves you I believe with all of my heart what the devil meant for evil, God will use for good. I do not understand what's happening in this country right now. I'm honest with you. But I know God is on the throne. And he has the power to deliver. Everyone in this room, close your eyes. Everyone out loud, pray, Heavenly Father. I come in the name of Jesus. I ask you to forgive me of my sin. Cleanse me, O Lord. Renew a right spirit within me. I don't belong to the devil. I don't belong to the world. I don't belong to myself. I belong to the one who died for me on the cross. And by his blood, I am forgiven. I am cleansed. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, has come in the flesh to destroy the curse and sin in my life. 
I surrender my life to him. I belong to him. I love you, Jesus. Now, would you look at me, please? There are three types of people in this room. Those who are watching me at the other churches, the other satellites. Everywhere you look, there are three types of people. Some of you standing up here right now, had you died on your way to church, you'd been in heaven and hell may have thrown a party to get rid of you. I hope if I don't live to the rapture, that literally hell has a party and says he's finally shut up. Wherever he goes in the world, he's such a loud mouth. I hope it stopped. I hope they want to have a party because finally I'm in heaven and out of their way. And many of you, you live a life every day. You love God. But then there's some of you that this may have been your 120th time to come to an altar. And by the time you get to the parking lot, the devil say, you're not saved. You know, we live in a time of such overwhelming doubt. It's the reason I wrote the book, Created to Believe. Because what you believe is what breaks your doubt. What, believe, what you believe determines your love. What you believe determines your faith. And what you believe is built on where you come from and what, where you belong. I belong to him. That settles the issue. Fear has no place. Why? Because I belong to him. And then there's some of you here, you're lost. I don't know how authentic we can be. You know you're lost because what you did last night. Some of you, what you did before you came to church today, the life you led this week, you know if you died on your way to church, you'd have been in hell. And I'm gonna in a moment count to three because last night we had 19. In the first service, we had 39 people who said, I'm lost, I don't know if I'm right with God. Do you have the courage to be honest with me? Jesus said, if you're ashamed to confess me before men, I'll be ashamed to confess you before my Father, which is in heaven. I'm gonna ask you to be honest with me and say, Michael, I'm lost. Michael, I don't know. I constantly live in fear and doubt and confusion. And I wanna pray for both of those groups. Now make up your mind, do you have the courage to lift your hand and say, you're right, I'm lost. You're right, I don't know. If you don't, lift your hand right now. Everyone that's lost or you don't know, lift your hand and keep it lifted. I wanna count, I wanna make hell mad. Come on, lift your hand. Oh, their hands go, Pastor, do you see them even back in the seats? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight, twenty-nine, thirty, thirty-one, thirty-two, thirty-three, thirty-four, thirty-five, thirty-six, thirty-seven, thirty-eight, thirty-nine, forty, forty-one, forty-two, forty-three, forty-four, forty-five, forty-six, forty-seven, forty-eight, forty-nine. 50, 51, 52, 53, 54, 55. Somebody shout unto God. Well, woo. Father, we proclaim this is the day the Lord hath made. We stand with the president, the Congress, this isn't Republican or Democrat. 
we stand with the Supreme Court asking you to stop this plague on our nation now and break every doubt and fear and confusion of sin in the name of Jesus. Be made whole from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. Lift your hands and shout unto God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Before pastor comes, I want to ask how many of you will give me one minute a day for the next six weeks to pray for protection for myself, my family, my staff, and for the Russian church, for provision, supernatural, Holy Ghost, abundant provision and favor. How many of you know you can be protected and have money, and if you don't have favor, it's useless? Matter of fact, I've seen God show up with favor when I didn't have money to cover it. How many will give one minute a day for the next six weeks? May I see your hands, please? If you have a chance, come by the table. We would love to see you. Pastor, would you please come? Would you give Pastor a hand? Praise God. Wow, praise God. This has been so exciting. Um, I'm not sure they have it available and ready, but guys, if you have the text to save number, um, can you put it up there quickly? Um, listen, tomorrow we're starting our three days fasting and prayer. Um, let me encourage you. Maybe you've never fasted before in your life, but this week, these three days, why don't you at least fast a couple meals? That may be a big challenge for you. Do it. It's a start. God's going to bless you for it, all right? And then, if you can possibly get here, um, Wednesday night, we're going to be praying, calling on God, worshiping, and so you can be a part of that. That's going to be exciting. You know what I thought when I saw all of you at this altar? I know they're talking about, um, they're talking about all of us need to stay six feet from one another. <laughs> That's so against believers' nature. But when I saw all of you standing there, I thought you, when you were trying, feeling like you needed to get close to God, the last thing you were thinking was about getting uh, close to somebody else. No, you were thinking about getting close to God. So God bless you. God's going to honor that. There's the number. Why don't you just take your phone out, all of those 50-plus people, here at the altar all over the building. Why don't you take your phone out and text your full name or uh, Carl Stevens or whatever your name is to this number and uh, we'll, we'll get it and we can respond to it, give you. Now listen, if you already saved, don't text, all right? Because some of you in the past, you just wanted that devotional, all right? But anyway, if you just gave your life to Christ, please, Text that number. You've got a phone. Um, and um, text it and just uh, put your full name there. We so much appreciate your obedience to God. Pastor John, lead us in worship. God bless each and every one of you. Have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful rest of the day.
Surround 